Network presents Football Time. And welcome to the Football Time Show. The NFL football season is in the books, and our man Achilles Rain is floating on the clouds of championship uh, celebration. It was a fun game. It was an interesting game. Uh, it wasn't all that an exciting game until uh, the last two series, but nonetheless, Rams come out the victor. Uh, what'd you make of the game? How are you feeling throughout that game? Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's a little, uh, a little off-putting to hear it from a Ram fan, but uh, I gotta say, I know that you know the first half wasn't as exciting as the second half, the way they closed it out. But I think overall, it was a really good Super Bowl. You know, a lot of us expected to see some of the superstars that. Didn't play, uh, didn't play, or some of the guys, key guys that didn't contribute too much uh, in this postseason because of injury. But overall, I think it was a, a really good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed the halftime show, all the good stuff, uh, the commercials. It was all good. Now, if uh, Captain Joe had let him down there, kicked a game tying field goal, and then lost in overtime, would you be saying the exact same thing? I, I think at that point, I would have to rate everything other than the halftime show uh, a fail. All right, so let's get into this game. Uh, it started out, I guess, high scoring if we want to go. I, I think there were a couple more touchdowns than I thought early on, but I, I don't think either team really found uh, any rhythm on offense pretty much throughout this game uh, and certainly during the second half. But uh you know, both start out pretty conservative on that first possession. Uh, you know, the Rams run six plays, you know, net about one yard and punt the ball. Uh, Bengals get it uh, quick three and out on that side. And then the uh, Rams get the ball back, uh, go down the field. Uh, but it's basically that one, you know, big play to Odell Beckham that really sort of sets up that touchdown. But uh, at that point, 7 nothing. Uh, what would you make of the Rams game plan coming out there? Listen, it, there definitely was, I think, a little more scoring than we're used to seeing in the Super Bowl era. And, you know, it was kind of crazy as I'm looking at the numbers uh, and some of the keynotes. And Cooper Cup and OBJ were one of the top wide receiver duos in the Super Bowl game as far as yardage is concerned. So I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, did they really put up that many yards? I don't recall the game going That's that because way. Because Cooper Cup put all this on the last drive. Yeah, but I mean, even even so, you know, I when I looked and Cooper Cup had what uh, ninety two yards, which yeah. is you know, even though it's a lot, it's less than what we are yeah. used to getting from him. He didn't hit and, that uh, under one oh, over one oh seven on the prop end. I, I know, and now it makes sense as to why that line was set that way. But you know, even OBJ, uh, you know, he was having a pretty good first half, so he got hurt, and uh, you know, he put up what was like fifty yards or something yeah. like that. So it, it wasn't huge numbers yet, you know they've been one of the more productive wide receiver duos in Super Bowl history. So that tells you how low scoring most of these game affairs actually turn out to be. Uh, so for a Super Bowl, it was kind of uh, leaning that way, but it seemed to really kind of rein in uh, towards that second half. Yeah, uh, definitely so. And the, we mentioned the touchdown, then the both teams go, you know, uh, another sort of series without doing a whole lot. And then uh, – I think the Bengals maybe sort of started to found something. They got uh, the running game going just a little bit. 
I think we texted and we sort of saw the signs of that uh, Rams defense where we hate, where they sort of just sit. They aren't very aggressive, you know, along that defensive line. They aren't very aggressive in the second secondary. They just sort of bubble it. Uh, and I just, at that point, I was actually starting to be like, I might be able to hit this Bengals, you know, uh, lose first half, win second half bet, because I was like, this is playing exactly into my, you know, strategy of how I think this game is going to go, where the Rams get that lead, and then just sort of like, we don't want to lose this lead, we don't want to lose this lead, let's not get beat over the top, and, uh, you know, funny enough, uh, they give up that field goal, which I think sort of settled the Bengals down. Uh, another big play from Odell Beckham got the Rams uh, a really good touchdown. Uh, I, I thought the Bengals' strategy coming in was interesting because they were sitting in a ton of coverage over Cooper Cup's way, and I, I guess they just thought they could handle it uh, sort of one-on-one with Odell, but uh, I, I was stunned by that sort of game plan out front, uh, especially with sort of the, I, I don't want to say poor corners, but I, I would say not great corner play from the Cincinnati Bengals and that strategy to go one-on-one with Beckham I thought was interesting early on yeah and you saw the way that first half played out because of it you know we weren't really hearing a lot of Cooper Cup and basically Odell Beckham who had a couple of plays really I think he had two catches total for the game uh with three targets I believe that one drop obviously being when he got hurt but you saw the way it was going. They were covering Cooper Cup. All the attention was on his side. So Odell was getting open for some big plays. And even uh, early on, they were kind of catching uh, Henderson and some of the, uh, the uh, you know, running backs getting at little screens and things like that and uh, little wheel routes where they hit Henderson. And I think a lot of it was kind of playing out that way. And it almost felt like it doesn't really matter what the Bengals are trying to take away. This Rams team just kind of has weapons on either side and they're going to be able to move the ball. It felt like, for at least, you know, most of that first half, it felt like a like a domination was looming, uh, just the way that the Rams were uh, bending but not breaking on defense and the way that the offense was being efficient enough to actually get down the field. But, uh, you know, we know what happened with Odell, and obviously we're probably going to get into that in a little bit, but um, that's how it felt as far as the way they were trying to play that first half defensively. Yeah. Uh, then we get the big swing off the uh, Rams touchdown, go up uh, – 13-3, uh, and then Chase hits a couple big plays. I, I thought that's where I really uh, was getting a little nervous for this Rams defense because they were just sitting in that bubble. Uh, Ramsey was a little over-aggressive on one or two of those, uh, you know, trying to, you know, I, I think end it with like a pick there at 13-3, and, uh, you know, Chase made a couple plays. They were running the ball well, which I think was – Probably my bigger concern, uh, you know, looking at the Rams side of thing, because Mixon was hitting them in that hole as they were doing that sort of soft defensive line thing, uh, which was allowing Aaron Donald to be blocked by two or three guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, then the sort of big combo play happens where uh, Odell gets hurt, twists his knee, um, you know, goes out, and I think that sort of just – I, I think that sort of shut down this Rams offense there because once that happened, it, it didn't even matter. Uh, you know, you could put the whole team on Cooper Cup, and then basically uh, it's been Swarniak and uh, Van Jefferson out there uh, who I don't think are capable really of uh, aggressively beating man-to-man coverage versus, you know, corners in the NFL. And then, of course, we had the, you know, 
Matthew Stafford, I, I think our favorite interception, the rollout, uh, uh, have no play anywhere, uh, signal the deep receiver to go long, and then he, of course, underthrows it by five yards. I don't know how many times we've seen that this year, but uh, at that point, you got to be going, oh, crap, this is going to play out exactly how uh, it, it sort of seemed. But uh, how big was that Odell injury? And uh, at, at that point of the interception, where was your sort of head at in that game? Of course. Uh, you know, realistically speaking here, uh, when I was looking at that game, I'd say that about, you know, into the second quarter, about three quarters into the in, into the second quarter, I felt like the Rams were dominating that game, as I said earlier. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt like they could just do no wrong. You know, if you were going to force all the attention on Cooper Cup, they were just handling Delbecker for big plays yeah. or Dan Henderson coming out of the backfield. Uh, you know, and even um, Hopkins had a couple of plays there too, where he made a couple of plays. But then Odell got hurt, and, and I felt like you know, not to say that you know an injury is ever going to really amp up a team, but it really kind of did. Uh, the Bengals team really came alive. It's almost like they felt like, you know what? We can't stop them now. You know, we, we've stopped Cooper Cup, and now with Odell out, we've got a shot here. Um, and it almost felt deflated. It felt like the Rams really lost that momentum. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, that interception, obviously, you know, you never want to see an interception, but realistically speaking, I looked at that as basically a punt. You know, they were in a situation where, uh, you know, you try to make a play, it works out, and if you don't, you know, you're going to put it from where you're at anyway, so might as well just heave it down deep, and worst-case scenario, you get a touchback. Um, so I, I don't fault too much for that play. Like, yeah, I was in the throne, but uh, as you mentioned, when when uh, OBJ went down, you know, we got Van Jefferson, and, you know, we had a couple other wide receivers there that have – they're they're – pretty good role players they're pretty good at you know filling in and kind of keeping a little bit of depth but they're still in their dev, uh, developmental process they're still not quite ready for a, a spotlight situation like that you know they both have some some really good attributes about their game but they're not ready for that moment they're definitely not an obj they're not a robert woods so it really hurt us and it put us behind the eight ball so it, even though we still had the lead i gotta admit even i started to worry a little bit yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting segment, and then what led into the second half, uh, that's when I, I sort of started to really, really believe that the Bengals could win this Super Bowl. Uh, I, I was stunned at... I, I'm curious on your thoughts on this one. You know, Akers wasn't doing much. Uh, the whole running game wasn't doing a ton. The Bengals, uh, I think, get a lot of credit for really pounding that run. But I was, I, I shouldn't say stunned at how much they used him because they only ended up giving him four carries. But, you know, Henderson, who's basically, I don't know, been gone since, what, about week 15? Uh, maybe even before that, I, I'm trying to, you know, think back to the regular season when he's, you know, started to have uh, some injury problems. I was stunned that they went more Henderson second back than Sony Michelle. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, especially since I, I thought this team started to find a little bit better rhythm uh, when Sony Michelle got going there that I think middle tier, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 weeks, uh, you know. And I was just shocked that they gave Henderson as many carries as he did, you know, being off uh, for as long as he had been, injury. And then you got that two-week window. Uh, both you and I really like Henderson, but I was shocked they put him in sort of that kind of high-leverage uh, situation, having, you know, basically not played for probably, you know, two months now. 
Yeah, well, listen, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the offensive game plan coming into this game. You know, as I mentioned in our Super Bowl preview show, uh, even though Cincinnati kind of got gouged a little bit by uh, Kansas City uh, in the previous round, um, they really haven't been, uh, you know, very giving in terms of uh, rushing uh, yards towards the opposing offenses. They've they've done a pretty good job at containing teams. I believe they were one of the top teams coming into the playoffs as far as rush defense was concerned. So I'm pretty sure the Rams uh, coaching staff was aware that we're going to have to hit these guys different ways, but also trying to remain balanced. And Henderson adds a different dynamic. Yes, only Michelle's more of a downhill kind of grind out every yard type of running back, whereas Henderson's a little more elusive. You know, he can come out of the backfield and catch passes, which is another thing that he did in this game. And uh, it was also key. There was uh, one particular uh, little kind of like a wheel route that he ran uh, to the left side, which got him a first down on third and long. And I think that eventually led to some points. So yeah. uh, it was, I think it was because of his skill set that, uh, and, and what the Cincinnati defense uh, brought to the rushing uh, attack and defense that really kind of uh, made that decision possible. Yeah. I, I don't think I was stunned, uh, you know, having him in for pass plays, you know, uh, but I, I was really shocked they ended up giving him more carries uh, because, well, I mean, Sonny Michelle has the hands of uh, of stone and, you know, uh, Akers hasn't really shown uh, that part of his game uh, since he's returned. I, I thought, I don't know if they were just, you know, nervous uh, about giving Sony Michelle carries and him getting stuffed. But uh, I, I just thought it was interesting that they went more Henderson. Uh, I mean, they totally basically abandoned the run in the second half, which, you know, I, I, you know, half understand it was putting them in, you know, second, third and long, which is when you got, you know, the said Matthew Stafford picks, they were better off doing little dump downs and stuff uh, in that second half. But uh, at that point, after that interception, uh, now granted, uh, it helped that the uh, non-active uh, corner, uh, shut up Vernon Horgraves, uh, decides to run on the field and celebrate and, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, tease off any, you know, uh, go down and uh, try to get a, a game-tying field goal, which I, I was perfectly happy with because I had a lot of Rams first half and a lot of, uh, you know, first and second quarter under bets going, but... Uh, Nonetheless, uh, game goes to halftime. At halftime, 13-10. And uh, I, I think I sent you the text. I, I was, I, at that point, I was like, this is going the Bengals' way. This is exactly what they want, where the Rams uh, essentially dominate, you know, three-fourths of that first half, and they're basically up, you know, three points. Going into half, were you confident that they could come out and play? Or at that point, was it like our defense is doing the bend but don't break? Our offense is now down to, you know, basically just Cooper Cup because we aren't running the ball. Where is the thought uh, game plan wise you're going into halftime at 13 uh, 10? Listen, you know, obviously I had a little bit of Tampa Bay and I had a little bit of San Francisco still lingering in the back of my mind when I was looking at the way this game was going. And I'm like, okay, listen, in that Tampa Bay game, we were up, we were dominating that first half and they came back that second half. And obviously we were able to close it out. That San Francisco game, uh, you know, they took a lead and we had to be the ones coming back and fighting back and clawing our way into that game. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we're up three points. Our offense is pretty much now going to be completely focused on Cooper Cup. Because, as you mentioned, the rushing attack was having very little success. Uh, Cam Akers ended up with 13 rushes for 21 yards, which is just a 1.6 average. And yet, as I mentioned in our uh, Super Bowl preview show, 
they have to remain balanced. They have to be able to run the ball. Even if they don't get much, they have to leave that element of, you know, maybe they might run the ball uh, on the defense's mind. And it worked out because, uh, like I said, coming into the second half, I really had a lot of nerves. I I thought that this is Joe Joe Burrow's moment to actually come out and uh, cement himself as one of the top young quarterbacks in the AFC and in the NFL. Um, and I'm, I was just really nervous. I was confident in our defense. I thought our defense, which has shown to really wake up in that second half of most games in this playoff run, I thought they'd be able to kind of keep us in it. The question was, will our offense have enough weapons and enough time and enough uh, firepower to get us down the field to, you know, uh, maintain an offensive uh, uh, identity in this, in this game? Yeah. Yeah, uh, interesting going into halftime. I must admit, uh, at that point, uh, I, I thought I was going to be a rich man off this Super Bowl because uh, I was like, I've read this game so perfectly right. Rams are the better team. Couldn't pull away in that first half because everybody was a little too, you know, gun shy to really, really pull the trigger and be aggressive. We're going 13-10. And then, uh, you know, probably the most telling sequence uh, of the whole you know, game here. Bengals get the ball, hit that huge big play with T. Higgins. Uh, you know, right off the bat, Bengals are up. Rams get the ball. Uh, interception by Stafford. And I think uh, this is actually the biggest turning point of this game here. Um, if I, I if the Bengals get a touchdown there, I, I think this one's wrapped up game over uh, because – Basically, they can just sit on Cooper Cup that whole game, and the Rams have to plod the ball down the field. Um, but I thought, I don't know who decided to make the change. I don't know if it was Raheem Morris. I don't know if it was Sean McVay. Uh, but they finally decided to sort of make a shift along that defensive line. They started overloading the side where they had more trouble trying to, you know, double Donald. They were able to finally start really getting to Joe Burrow and start making plays. And, and you look at that, uh, you look at this drive chart. After that interception, uh, the Bengals ran eight plays, 11 yards, three plays, negative three yards, punt. Uh, three plays, five yards, punt. Five plays, negative two yards, punt. Seven plays, 34 yards on downs. That's it's just it was shut down city after they made that line adjustment. And uh, I, I think that just changed the game on that field goal off the interception, not letting them get that touchdown because I, I think they go up, you know, 24, 13. That's getting into danger territory in a Super Bowl like this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was I got to admit coming out of that second half uh, first play of the game. Joe Burrow to, uh, to T. Higgins, you know, 75-yard touchdown pass. I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, this is exactly what we needed to avoid, a fast start by yeah. this team who's known to make big plays. Yeah. Uh, and not just that, they, they, they're known for have, you know, having to come back on teams. So it, it almost smelled like, oh, my gosh, are we going to have another one of those moments? Um, and, and then, of course, you know, I'm like, all right, Settle down. Let's run our offense. Let's just try to get three points on the board. Let's try to get close. Try to get something. Maintain, like I said, an offensive, uh, you know, presence in this game. And interception. Yeah. I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this is literally not uh, going the way any of us wanted. Ever uh, Ram fans, obviously, uh, not the way we really wanted to start the second half. So now, not only are we down, but now our defense has to make big plays. They really got to keep us in this game because the offense just. Like you said, it was sputtering at that moment. 
Um, defense comes out, does their job, holds them to a field goal, which is huge. Uh, as you mentioned, they get a touchdown that moment. I think that our chances of trying to come back here are, are slim to none at that point. Uh, because as I mentioned earlier, momentum was already gone from the end of that first half, uh, coming to that third half. And then um, third quarter starts off, 75-yard touchdown, you know, interception on the following drive. I'm talking about momentum is completely on the Bengals' side. I'm sure that everybody who had money on the Bengals is sitting there smiling, thinking this is it, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but that defense, man, you know, they say defense wins championships, and this is why they say that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can't say enough uh, about the shift in, in defensive styles. And I I don't know if it was Raheem Morris. I don't know if it was Sean McVay. I, I You know, it hell, it might have been the guys along the defensive line who were like, dude, we just got to overload and get after this guy because they're doing anything. And the other thing, now, I, I, I don't know if this was totally Bengals or this was totally Rams, but I think what really, uh, they weren't able to run the ball. Now they stopped running the ball too. Uh, you know, I, so part of that's on the Bengals, but I think freeing up Donald uh, so he wasn't doubled and tripled so much really helped them shut down that, uh, you know, run game, uh, which I, I think was actually the Bengals sort of best offensive weapon there. Mixon was gashing them uh, for five, six, seven, eight yard runs there and keeping them in, uh, you know, third and shorts where they could just, you know, drop down, you know, passes to Higgins, passes to Boyd, uh, you know, passes to Chase and not really have to, you know, drop Joe Burrow back uh, where he doesn't have time and get sacked. And I thought that was just as key as getting pressure on Burrow because if he has to look deep, that line's not going to hold up no matter what. Uh, but he doesn't have to look deep if that run game is gaining five, six, seven yards, uh, you know, a clip there. Yeah, listen, you know, Jamar Chase was obviously a big part of this offense. You know, his numbers don't really uh, speak to the type of game he had, but, you know, he was a big part of the offense. But as, as I thought in the preview show, I thought T. Higgins was going to be the benefactor of this uh, this particular matchup of this defense versus this offense, and it kind of turned out that way. You know, you mentioned Joe Mixon was running the ball pretty well. You know, he ended up having uh, 15, 15 carries for 72 yards, uh, 4.8 average. He, he actually ended up even throwing a, a – a touchdown pass to uh, T Higgins. Uh, you know, he was effective and they really got away from it that second half. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what the game plan was coming into that second half. I don't know if they really well, wanted to. I should to... say they got away with it until the most important third down of the whole freaking game. So listen, I, I, it was, it was working for them yeah. to the point, but I really think that this team, this Bengals team came out at, at that second half, especially after that one long play and the turnover. And they probably said to themselves, you know what? We got him down. Let's, let's finish this. Let's, let's, you know, give him the kill, the kill blow, the blow kill. Sorry. Uh, and, they, they really wanted to end the game early. And it just, you know, didn't work out for them, unfortunately, because the Rams came out with a different uh, game plan, different mentality for that second half than they did the first half. So they were able to really take advantage of key situations. Uh, and as you mentioned, they were having success running the ball. They were having success with a short passing attack. And it almost seemed like the Rams defense was like, all right, you know what? We're going to put you in situations where you have to try and, you know, get a yeah. long playoff, uh, something where you're going to need a little extra time. And that's what we're going to take advantage of, that extra time you need. We're going to get to you. Yeah. Another key point in this game, right after that uh, Bengals field goal, uh, you know, it's 2013. Uh, defense did a great job uh, of keeping this, uh, you know, uh, one score game. But I think 
the other key point was this Rams, it, it wasn't pretty, uh, but they sort of found a way to manufacture themselves further enough, uh, further enough down the field uh, to where they could kick a field goal, which made it 2016. That keeps that game in range uh, because after this, uh, we basically have nothing to talk about until the last uh, uh, possession of the game there. Yeah, listen, it was really important. And, you know, some people might have thought like, hey, you know, why, why don't you attempt to go for it in this situation? You're down this many points. I'm like, you know, it's Sean McVay, you know, credit to Sean McVay because we saw it throughout this playoff run. It, it seemed in a lot of situations, a lot of instances that he felt like I have to get there no matter what. And because of it, he was making poor coaching decisions. Uh, and that could have very well been a situation where he's like, you know what? We have to go for it here. This is our chance. We're driving a little bit. Let's get this momentum going. And he could have gone for it instead of kicking that field goal, which would have been, you know, obviously uh, huge for the Bengals if they would have uh, stopped them or huge for the Rams. Uh, but either way, it worked out. And uh, he showed a little bit of experience in those situations uh, by just kind of maintaining his poise and saying, you know what? Let's kick three. Our defense is playing really good. Let's try and stop them again. Yeah, I I didn't question anything other than maybe that uh, a wide receiver reverse pass on a third and one. I I, I got a little uh, a jumpy at that as we're trying to throw passes to Matthew Stafford on third and one. But uh, was it the Philly special? Is that what, the, is that yes, what did they call it? It was, but uh, there's nothing special be, about that. Yeah, there was nothing special about that one. Uh, granted, although. Oh, it's hard to cut you off, but although, you know, if uh, if anyone took that bet that I uh, kind of told people to take the uh, how many people will attempt, how many players will attempt a passing, uh, you know, attempt in this game, the two and a half, it hit. Yes, it did. Uh, they had four. Technically, uh, Hecker, uh, after screwing up the botched extra point, I guess we didn't really oh, go over that. But uh, then they, then they might have had five then because well, Mixon we don't also count that because it's an extra point because it's an on so it's not an actual play. But technically, five people threw passes uh, in this game. So uh, I mentioned the big field goal, and then uh, basically nothing happened uh, from this point until. Um, I don't know, about three minutes left into the game. Uh, both teams' offenses were just uh, anemic, I'd say. Bengals totally stopped trying to run the ball. Joe Burrow was basically getting harassed every time down the field. Um, you know, the Rams' offense just really went into the tank. I, You know, we'll get into, you know, Cooper Cup, but, I mean, they weren't even targeting in, in you know, those – six series and they kept you know trying to force balls into van jefferson and swarniak and you know i get it because he was being double covered uh but you know i i was at that point going you're gonna go down because you want to try to get the ball because swarniak has a one-on-one matchup you know at that point in the game i'm like we go down with cooper cup trying to catch the ball or we just go down it 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 was really interesting on both sides. I thought both sort of uh, offensive play callers lost a, a lot of rhythm there. Some, A lot of that was the defense, uh, but I, I thought they both really uh, sort of got conservative and, and were scared they were going to lose the game than win the game uh, right after that field goal, and it became 2016. Yeah, I mean, listen, as far as the Rams are concerned, I think that they were trying to utilize a, a version of the original game plan they came in with, it, which is, yeah, focus on Cooper Cup, and we're going to have our number two beat you. You know, the unfortunate situation is that you lost OBJ in that first half. 
So now your number two is either uh, Van Jefferson, who's, you know, struggling kind of, uh, you know, to, to really be aggressive. And like I said, these younger guys, they played a role in, in this game. They played a role in the playoffs in the regular season, but they're still in their de developmental stage. They're still not quite ready to be the the one or the two, you know, and, and we saw it. That's the reason why the offense was having such a hard time because these guys were dropping balls. I mean, uh, I think Van Jefferson had what, like five or six targets and he caught two, three balls. I mean, so, you know, they, they were looking towards these guys who had the favorable match. So unfortunately, it was more even than it was favorable because uh, of the talent drop-off when you lost OBJ. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, get to the last drive here. Uh, Rams get the ball. Well, second to last drive. We'll go into the Bengals because I, I think it's sort of a, a window into really uh, just a football game dynamics here. Uh, Rams get the ball uh, and basically three – okay place it becomes fourth and one and i thought this was probably the truest uh you know play call sean mcveigh had made he, he finally stopped you know just let's get it to van jefferson let's give it to swarniak he was like we're going down and we're dying with cooper cup cooper cup has basically carried us here uh they run that running back sweep uh which you know, I, I, I've loved that play with them, uh, you know, going back uh, to, you know, when McVay first got there and they had the West Virginia guy running it. Uh, you know, they haven't really done it a ton uh, the last couple of years, uh, basically since Cooks left because they don't really have that speed guy. But uh, they pulled that out of the bag with Cup getting that fourth and one. And then basically uh, they just forced the ball into Cup every single time. I can't say enough. He made every catch on that play uh, some of them really really difficult catches in you know two or three people hovering around him unbelievable really drive by cooper cup on that uh, series they finally just sort of said screw the analytics here let's see if our best player can win us this game and he won them that game yeah listen you know cooper cup obviously uh <clears throat> sorry uh the season he's had is is completely amazing i mean you know everything he's done uh when people know exactly what's coming uh has just been completely mind-blowing you know didn't expect a season like this from him uh but you know obviously he works really hard at his craft and and the results uh show you know how hard he actually works but yeah they basically lean on him they start off with that jet sweep and uh you know in the fourth i believe it was fourth and one yeah. uh from their own 30 uh so very gutsy call to go for it you know especially when there was still i believe like five or six minutes left in the game. Oh, that game's uh, over if he doesn't get that pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you know, granted, they still have all their timeouts and everything, but, you know, it's one of those situations where, like, you're going to give up points uh, that far deep into your own in, in your own field. So, it really gutsy call. Uh, it, it works out, you know, and he gets the first down. And then after that, as you mentioned, it, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. And, uh, you know, it just it, all the attention was on him, and he was just making plays happen. It, his footwork is... You know, uh, it's definitely up there with some of the best that play the game. Uh, his, his route running is super crisp, and, you know, he's definitely fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't understand, uh, you know, as good as the, as the Cincinnati uh, uh, Bengals defense was playing, as, as good as they were playing Cooper Cup, uh, as much pressure as they were getting on Stafford, you know, for them to have that type of drive in that key situation, I think speaks to – this team and why they put this team together because it's for situations like this. Cause I don't think, you know, uh, I don't think there are many wide receiver quarterback duos 
that can drive the, the you know the have a game-winning drive the way that Cooper Cup and uh, Stafford did in that drive. Yeah, I I thought the Bengals defense uh, looked a little tired uh, on that one uh, that last series uh, as well. I, I mentioned earlier the the Bengals drive chart in that second half after getting you know that big play and then getting that interception it was basically three and out every time you know negative yardage you know three or four yardage so I thought maybe it was one too many times for that Bengals defense to be on the field they looked at maybe a half tick slower than they had been you know uh you know sort of pressure in Stafford uh the defensive back staying with Cooper Cup but uh just a hell of a drive to get that touchdown uh but like you said there was still plenty of time left I, I think about a minute 35 now I did thought they were going to start dicking around and having uh, Matthew Stafford uh, try to sneak the ball in three straight times and that's when I didn't want to send you a text because I'm like if they go for QB Matthew Stafford sneaks and don't get in the end zone uh I think uh Achilles will be so gutted he might not ever leave his house again. <laughs> Listen for a second there. I, I when they got into the uh, into the into the red zone, I, I really thought that they were going to try to run Acres in there. Yeah, uh, and, and I was kind of hoping for it. You know, in a way, I was hoping for it because uh, had Acres got in there, I would have hit one of my big bets, one of my long shots, which would have been really nice. But. Listen, man, you know, you get Cooper Cup out there, uh, score the go-ahead touchdown of the Super Bowl. I mean, can you really complain? Yeah. Uh, I thought they were going to do the, you know, tricky thing where they try to run it each time and milk the clock down and make the Bengals use all their timeouts. And I'm like, I've seen this team in third and short way too long. I was like, just get that ball in the end zone, get the lead, and trust your defense, you know, to shut down Joe Burrow. Uh, Bengals I, honestly, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I think that decision really came. Uh, if you look at the formation, they gave Cooper Cup yeah. just a little too much space. They there was did. too much of a gap between him and the corner. Uh, and, and I think that's when they decided, you know what, we're going for this one. Yeah, well, I think the Bengals thought the same team, too. They were like, they're going to try to milk this clock down and give us enough time. Uh, but uh, they went there, got a good touchdown. Bengals get the ball back here. Uh, Hit, uh, you know, one or two plays right off the bat. Get to about the 50-yard line. Uh, this is where it got interesting. You know, two plays, uh, you know, get to about third and I think it was two, maybe three. And um, this is where I, I sort of questioned Zach Taylor. Uh, you know, you saw Sean McVay on the other side. He's like, we're dying with Cooper Cup. And basically on third and two, uh, Zach Taylor calls a – delayed draw right up to Aaron Donald with not even Joe Mixon, Sim G.P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Um, who at that point, that was his second carry of the game. He, he's not even really that type of back. Um, and I think you put yourself in a terrible situation there. Uh, also, because you know you're going for it on fourth, at, at that point, after you've just run on third down, Basically, you know you aren't going to run it again. Uh, so the Rams, I think, had 10 defensive linemen lined over uh, the right tackle at that point. And, of course, they roll right out into the right tackle, fourth down. Burrow goes down instantly. I just, you know, you saw it on the other side. If you're going to run some sort of tricky, delayed running play, uh, how about hand the ball to Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, uh, you know, why is this Sim GP Ryan deciding your fate in this game? Not only this game, but a Super Bowl. Or, you know, listen, I, I kind of understand the way it played out. 
you know, they were trying to hurry up. They had pretty good momentum going from the previous, uh, you know, a couple of uh, plays. So they were trying to kind of run that hurry up because uh, I believe there was a play when they got a first down or a second, it was second and short at that point. And uh, they got tackled inbounds and the clock was running. So they were trying to rush to the line. But, you know, as you mentioned it, you, you have Jamar Chase who's been your go-to guy. He's been your workhorse pretty much all year long. Uh, you have uh, T. Higgins, who's basically been your entire offense for the Super Bowl game. Um, you have Joe Mixon, who was having a pretty good game up to that point as far as rushing the ball and catching the ball. So, you know, but they were running the, they were running the hurry up, so they get, you know, P. Ryan out there. And, uh, yeah, you know, the first, the first uh, third and short uh, run that he did, where Aaron Donald's being blocked and he, he got off just enough to be able to get one arm around him. Uh, and then he grabbed that second one and it was almost like watching a, a guy strapped to a train. Uh, he's got, you know, some slack in his rope. So he's running and he looks like he's going to get there. And then he reaches the end of his slack and he just kind of completely stops. Yeah. It, it, there was no moving at that point. So it brings up fourth and short uh, and Aaron Donald knew at that moment that, you know what, this is my moment. This is where I end this game. Yeah. And, um, Basically, a, a nothing play that had no chance. <laughs> I mean, he was basically down. Like I said, they overloaded that one side, and then, of course, they rolled right into it, and it was basically just over. Uh, Rams win the Super Bowl uh, 23-20. So uh, Rams get the win. Bengals get the cover. Under hits in this one, and uh, Achilles Reign gets to celebrate a Super Bowl uh, here. Oh, yeah, baby. It was Listen, like I said, it, it was a long year. Uh, I think a lot of people were obviously you hear all the talk of, oh, the super team. But in reality, we see different uh, different organizations, different teams, different sports. They try to do a similar type of situation and it doesn't always work out. Uh, yeah, getting to the Super Bowl is hard enough on its own. So congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They put up a really good year uh, for, during the regular season. They had an amazing playoff run. You know, they were definitely deserving of being in that Super Bowl, uh, and they showed it by how tough they played. Yeah, definitely so. And uh, now apparently everybody's going to retire. So uh, I, I, <laughs> I enjoy it because I don't think you have a draft pick for the next eight years. But uh, Listen. I, I'm not sure they're going to retire. I think everybody's fishing for a large pay raise. But uh, nonetheless, great win by the Rams in this one. Yeah, and listen, now, you know, we started the offseason game. Now it's a situation for the Rams where they got to try and figure out how do we try to re-up this, uh, this season? How do we try to make this happen again? Which is going to be really hard, obviously. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals is what do we have to fix, which is a pretty obvious situation here is uh, you got to protect that young quarterback because uh, you've got a lot of talent there uh, and definitely shows promise of being a – potential uh, contender for the playoffs uh, year in and year out. Yeah, definitely so. All right, so that's our Super Bowl recap. Uh, you mentioned the offseason. Last two uh, NFL coaching hires went down. Uh, you'll be stunned. Uh, I didn't like either one. <laughs> I think I've liked one coaching hire uh, so far. Let's start off with the Texans. They hired Lovey Smith. Um, I have no clue why. Uh, he, he just got finished ruining the uh, uh, Illinois uh, Fighting Illini football program. Uh, you know, in-house hire. Um, he, he had some success with the Chicago Bears. He got them to a Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, I, I'd go with uneventful hire in Lovey Smith. But uh, what would you make of the Lovey Smith hire? Also, why would you fire your coach after one year if <laughs> – you're just going to hire Lovey Smith. Is there really that much of a gap there? 
Yeah, listen, I, I don't understand that hiring. I, I mean, listen, honestly, I understand it. And I think you understand it. We all know why this hire happened. Uh, we won't get into that. But um, as far as going with Lovey Smith, I, I didn't even recognize him. I didn't even know it was Lovey Smith until he started talking. Uh, you know, he's got the, the big gray beard now, and uh, it was hard to really uh, figure out who he was. But I don't understand it, uh, you know. Good luck to them. I hope that he uh, he can get the best out of this team the way that, uh, you know, people anticipate a couple of years ago uh, with that Chicago Bear team. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we got a long offseason, so there's definitely going to be time to really get into all these uh, new coaches and how we expect that they're going to do. Yeah. And then we move to the Saints, uh, who somehow uh, – hired an even less successful uh, coach. Uh, Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator, gets hired. Um, I, I don't know if anybody remembers his Raiders tenure, but uh, it was terrible. Uh, so what do you I, – I mean, I understand this one. Uh, the Saints, a routinely cheap franchise who's probably been footing uh, a bill for Sean Payton that is above what they've wanted to pay for – you know, ever uh, now basically just tires the defensive coordinator who was a complete and utter disaster as a head coach. But uh, I, I'm sure they got him on the cheap. But uh, once again, uh, somehow less inspiring than the Levy Smith hire here for New Orleans. Um, we won't get into it, but uh, I think this franchise probably is going to go back to its uh, ways uh, before the uh, Breeze Payton uh, combo came there. Listen, for one of my buddies who's a huge Saints fan, I hope that's not the case, but it's definitely starting to smell like a uh, like a dumpster fire uh, and almost like a feeling like a rebuild situation in New Orleans. But they still got some talented players over there, so we got to see what happens during the soft season before we start, uh, you know, calling these guys out. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, not not the best hire in my opinion, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, that's our show. That's our show for the season. We'll be back uh, probably in uh, it's February, uh, probably towards the end of March to start doing our uh, NFL draft uh, preview and such. And then uh, we'll probably start to get uh, our win totals over and under in and around training camp time. But uh, that's it for this NFL season. Achilles, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. Uh, and now I'm going to go watch me a parade. <laughs> All right, go watch the parade. Uh, that's our show, and we're out.